Hi, and thank you for listening to my podcast. I'm Sylvie, and I am a fitness trainer who helps women become stronger, enjoy their fitness journey with no unreasonable restrictions, fall in love with training, and become more confident in their abilities and power. In this podcast, I will talk a lot about training, the approach to training, nutrition, and mindset. Before we start, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss my next episode and check out my Instagram where I share a lot of valuable tips. You can find the link in the description below. So let's start now! Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Stronger with Selfie podcast. In today's episode, I will talk about eight easy ways how you can improve the overall quality of your nutrition. If you listened to some previous episodes, you probably know by now that I am against restrictions, diet culture approach and food labeling. So please don't expect that in this episode, I will tell you how to cut out some food groups or not to eat some foods. In this episode, I will mention eight ways that are easily achievable and you can start incorporating them into your nutrition basically immediately. I will also ask you to think about them and explore ways how they can help you improve the quality of your nutrition and have long-term effect on your well-being, even though they might seem quite unusual at the beginning. Before I start, I want to make sure about the terminology that I use around food. If I say that you can improve your diet or improve your nutrition, that means a way of eating. A noun, diet, means a way of eating. What you eat, how you eat, and so on. Unfortunately, often when I say diet, the first thing that comes to your mind is probably restriction or weight reduction. I kind of want to normalize using the word diet as an equivalent to nutrition, so you don't get that uncomfortable, restrictive feeling when I say it. So please be mindful of me using the word diet to summarize the way you eat or what you eat rather than a solution for weight loss. However, if I say that you are dieting, that means that you are in that fat loss phase and want to reduce your weight. I decided to use this word in this episode even though I don't like using it too much, simply because you know exactly what it means and it explains the point well. So now let's talk about the episode title, ways how you can improve your nutrition. In these times a lot of people are very busy and stressed and sometimes sadly push nutrition down on their priority list and just quickly grab whatever is comfortable in a given situation, which often leads to eating very little during the day and overeating in the evening once you finally have time to sit down. But in reality, nutrition is a very important part of your life. Food contains nutrients and energy that can make you feel more energized and perform better during the day if you approach your nutrition well. You can make quality nutrition your priority and if you do that, you will soon notice how much it positively affects your energy or performance in everyday life tasks. If you are often tired, struggle with brain fog, can't sleep well, can't recover well and know that the quality of your nutrition is very poor and you aren't eating enough nutrition-rich foods, This episode will help you change that. You don't have to accept this feeling as a norm. You can give yourself permission to um, want the best and to know how much it can improve your life and your well-being. Nutrition has a huge potential and everyone should know the power it has. It can change your life for the worse if you are consistently making poor decisions. But it can also change your life for better and give it a completely new dimension if you are consistently making good decisions for yourself. 
The quality of your nutrition simply matters a lot. Having lots of nutrition-rich foods in your diet supports your body and your brain with lots of energy and nutrients. And I am not only talking now about macronutrients we all know, which are carbs, proteins and fats. Yes, of course, they are super important, hence why we call them macronutrients. But I am also talking about micronutrients, vitamins and minerals that are important for your well-being and support your health, sometimes in a different ways. So let's finally dive into the eight ways how you can improve your nutrition. So the first one will be forget restrictions and labeling food as can't eat. Often when something is restricted or prohibited or off limits, you crave it even more. By waving goodbye to restrictions and cutting out food groups, you are giving yourself this unconditional permission to eat anything at any time and that feeling is very liberating. If you have been restricting food or saying that you can't eat certain food or food groups for some time, having the freedom to do so now will at first feel a bit weird, but with time you will experience how, how sweet this freedom is. There is simply not a food that you can't eat or should restrict unless you are allergic to it or have, a sen have any sensitivity. Then of course it's a different story, but this is not what I'm talking about here. Often we tend to restrict high-calorie or highly processed foods because we deem it as a bad or as a treat or as a naughty food. And I will ask you right now to stop labeling that food like this. It is just food. Yes, it is more calorie dense and less nutrition rich, but it's still only food and it can be part of your diet in a quantity you decide is the best for you. If you will start incorporating some of those tips that I will talk about in this podcast into your diet, you will start noticing how certain foods make you feel and that will give you a great report on what foods make you feel good, what foods don't make you feel good. However, to learn all this and to learn what is the best for your body, you need to stop with those restrictions at the first place and give yourself the permission to eat any food. Once you do that and get used to that feeling, you will start noticing decreased cravings for that food. Of course, in the beginning, your cravings can fluctuate a bit and that is okay. I will mention some strategies later in this podcast that can help you navigate that. But as you reprogram your brain to know that there is no off-limit food or no restricted or prohibited food, your cravings start disappearing and you will be so grateful to yourself for doing that. Which leads me to the second point, and that is focus on adding rather than removing. Instead of removing and restricting food, try adding more nutritious food to your diet. You don't have to change your nutrition overnight, but you can make small steps on adding more foods that you perhaps aren't eating in the quantities you would want now. Any change you make is better done slowly, one step at a time, rather than making big, unsustainable changes overnight. This can look like, for example, ensuring uh, you eat fresh fruit or vegetables with every main meal. For example, if you eat out and want to have a burger, you can have a burger and have a side salad to it. Or ensuring that you are adding some nuts, seeds or fresh fruit to your porridge, so it's not only oats with milk or water or ensuring that you are eating enough sides and carbohydrates with your main meals or any other example that is individual to your situation. 
if you are honest with yourself and know what nutrition rich foods you are lacking in your diet start adding them to your meals to ensure you achieve some balance in your nutrition this approach takes the restriction the negativity out of your diet and adds their more positive feeling in the act of adding foods that make you feel good which leads me to the third point which is slow down and enjoy how the food makes you feel and eat without distractions now honestly answer this question how many meals a day do you eat where you pay full attention to your food when you aren't scrolling on social media whilst eating or working whilst eating. I will guess that there aren't many meals that you eat without distractions. We are all very busy. There is always something to do, something to worry about, something to think about, something more to do, something to look after, and this never stops. So what if I tell you to slow down and stop this race for 20 minutes and enjoy your food in a quiet and calm manner? Slowing down, chewing your meals properly, focusing on what you eat and on the taste of the food and texture of the food and eating without distractions is probably one of the most effective ways how to improve your diet. I know very well how easy it is to eat in front of the telly. You soon end up eating past your satiety level and easily overeat which makes you feel bad physically and also emotionally. And all this can be easily avoidable by slowing down. I'm not saying that from now on you need to eat every food slowly and mindfully, but start where it's realistic. If there is a meal where you can slow down, put away your laptop and put away your phone and just focus on the food, try that. Eating can be very enjoyable activity if you allow it to be. Turn off your ever-functioning thoughts and only focus on the present moment. Focus on what you eat, how your meal tastes and what is the texture of it. Make sure you chew your meals properly and not bulging down your food. Sit back and put down your utensils between bites to ensure that you really eat slowly. All those strategies maybe sound a little bit weird and simple, but they are very powerful and can be very challenging if you are someone who needs to be distracted all the time. When I started implementing those strategies, I really struggled for the last few days because I'm used to being distracted all the time. So actually slowing down and stop being distracted and focusing on what I eat was quite a big challenge for me. But honestly, I would not go back now. Because when you slow down, it also helps you to realize when you don't need to eat anymore and uh, it helps you to find that sweet spot of fullness where you feel comfortable after every meal and not overly or uncomfortably full. So please slow down and I can't stress this enough. In the times when everything around us can be very stressful and fast, I know it is sometimes difficult to escape it. So please allow yourself to slow down and enjoy that food. Just allow yourself to slow down. Also to maybe give you another reason why, if you are eating very quickly and don't chew your meal properly, uh, your food becomes more difficult to digest and con can cause you belly aches, uncomfortable gases and pains. So yeah, slow down. <laughs> and we are getting to the fourth point, which is ensure you have two or three bigger and balanced meals in a day. Are you eating bigger meals during the day with a reasonable pause in between or are you non-stop snacking all day long? 
If you are snacking a lot, instead of eating bigger meals, you probably know that you hardly ever feel full or satisfied and are constantly craving some more food. That is because your body constantly has to digest food and it doesn't ever get a moment to rest. So just to clarify one thing, um, there is not a set number of meals you have to have in a day. Some people prefer three meals and uh, some people prefer five meals. There is no right answer for that. Do whatever suits you, but please stop with constant snacking. Bigger meals allow you to slow down, eat a balanced meal full of nutrients, and then function for several hours without having to think about eating again, because you are satisfied with your previous meal. So if I say balanced meal, what does that mean? For me, a balanced meal is a meal that contains all three main macronutrients, fiber, and also some micronutrients. So you have there a main source of protein, you have there a source or sources of fats, and you have there source or sources of carbohydrates, which often goes in hand with fiber. And you will also find some micronutrients there. It can be anything like, for example, a sourdough bread with avocado, egg, seeds, and a side salad or a yogurt bowl with granola, fresh berries and nuts, or oats with protein powder, fresh fruit and flax seeds, or turkey with potatoes, gravy and a side salad with olive oil. It doesn't have to be complicated and you can very well have a sandwich for lunch that contains all three main, main macronutrients and is filling and satisfying. Play around with it, find your favorite source of each macronutrient that you enjoy and discover new combinations. The reason why I want you to eat all three main macronutrients in your meals is rooted in its name, macronutrients. Those are nutrients we need in a large doses and they give your body that very much needed energy. All macronutrients are important and your body needs them all. So there is no reason at all to deprive yourself of one of them. So discover what works well for you. Talking very generically, the majority of people will appreciate having generous breakfast, lunch and dinner. Find out what fits you and ensure that you eat large portions and stop the constant snacking. However, Talking about snacks leads me to the fifth point, which is have a proper snack instead of 10 almonds. I'm not sure who else remembers the trend of eating 10 almonds for a snack. Like 10 almonds is a big enough meal to satisfy you. I'm not sure where this trend came from, but I am here to tell you that this needs to stop. If I say stop constant snacking, this is exactly what I mean. Having a tiny portion of some random ingredients and calling it a snack. No, that is not what a snack is. Snack can be a filling and satisfying meal that you have between your main meals, and that is exactly how you can approach them. If you are hungry between your lunch and dinner, for example, there is nothing wrong with having a satisfying snack. As a rule of thumb, your snack should contain at least two main macronutrients to provide some nutrients, and preferably one of them should be a source of protein to ensure that you eat enough protein in your daily energy intake. Um, it can be as easy as having a yogurt with granola or cheese and fruit or a nut bar with dark chocolate or a sandwich with cheese and ham and fresh fruit. It really doesn't have
have to be complicated. But I want to stress here that it is completely okay and acceptable to have a large portion of foods as a snack to make sure that you aren't starving between your meals. Eating when you are hungry and having a portion of food that satisfies you and leaves you feeling good and energized is my favorite strategy how to overcome that constant snacking or overeating. Your body and your brain don't have a need to trick you into overeating or mindless snacking when you provide it with nutrients and enough food in the first place. Now we are getting to the sixth point and that is have nutrition rich foods at home at all times for easier access. All this becomes much easier when you have access to nutrient rich foods that make you feel good all the time. It is much easier to come up with a balanced meal or satisfying snack when your kitchen is full of foods that you enjoy and fuel your body with energy and it doesn't stop in, in your kitchen. If you work in the office and often have to buy chocolate bars from the vending machines at work, make sure you bring some of those snacks to work too. You can put a nut bar or protein bars in your drawer and keep some of fresh fruits in the fridge. You know your life and your schedule the best and if you know that there are situations where you often turn to meal deals that you perhaps don't even enjoy, prepare yourself and make the food that you want to eat easily accessible. This also can mean you spend some time meal prepping for lunch or breakfast to work or and that is okay. With meal prep you are investing your time into your health and well-being so it is worth spending some time on that. So make sure when you are going for your grocery shopping you know what you want to buy and what meals or snacks you can prepare from those ingredients so it becomes much easier for you to know what you will eat certain day. Be prepared, plan in advance and also be honest with yourself and ensure you have nutrient-rich food accessible also outside of your home, like for example your workplace or your, or your bag. And the sixth point is also very closely tied to the seventh point, which is prioritize quality over quantity. I remember times when I was eating extreme volumes of low calorie or zero calorie foods just for the sake of eating as few calories as possible for a big volume of food. And I don't want you to do the same mistake as I did. And do you know why? Because that food never satisfied me anyway and I went and ate that energy dense food soon after it anyway. Low calorie or zero calories food do exactly what they promise. Nothing. Calories are energy and if you are constantly trying to eat as few calories as possible, you will also have as little energy as possible. Your body is very smart and it knows what it needs. If you consistently over a long time start prioritizing quality and nutrient-rich foods, even though some are more calorie-dense, you will notice a huge difference in how you feel after your meals and how much energy you overall have. And of course, as with everything else, there can be some balance and moderation. You perhaps honestly enjoy some low-calorie variations of foods and that is okay. I am not saying you can't have them. Some variations of food serve good to some people. And let me give you an example from my experience. So I hardly ever eat meat and I only eat fish. So sometimes it's very tricky for me to achieve my daily protein target. I'm mindful of that and I purposely am eating scare or fat-free Greek yogurt that has about 10 grams of protein per 100 grams of the yogurt, which is an awesome source of protein for me. But I am not eating the fat-free version 
because I think fat is bad. I purposely add the source of fat in form of nuts or seeds to my yogurt. I eat the low calorie or low fat variation because I know what purpose it has for me. So if there is some low calorie um, variation of food that has a purpose for you and that you enjoy, you can have it. Just make sure that it's not the core of your diet. But probably the most important message of this seventh point is to remind you that only because something has a small number of calories doesn't necessarily make it a better option for you and that some more calorie dense foods are often a better and more nutrition rich choice and should appear in your diet. And the last point of this podcast is the one that probably took me the longest to accept and that is you don't always have to be dieting or think about your next fat loss phase. There, I said it. You don't have to be dieting. Life in maintenance is good. Food equals energy and more energy from food equals more energy to live your life to the fullest. So please stop looking for another fat loss diet right after you finished a previous one. Probably now it's also the best time to highlight that there is nothing wrong with wanting to change your body and perhaps lose a few kilos and fat loss goal is very valid goal to have. But it shouldn't be a goal you have your whole life and you can't stop thinking about. Ideally, you should be dieting for a short time, then hopefully you are happy with the outcome and you are maintaining your new weight. And that's it. Your life should not be stuck in that yo-yo effect cycle of over-restricting to binging to even more restricting to even more binging. If you are struggling with your approach to diet and maybe don't know what's wrong or correct, I also suggest you first learn more about nutrition. And I mean from valid sources, not from celebrities or influencers. I'm talking about you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Work on your relationship with food and try to sort out maybe some harmful approach to your nutrition and to yourself that you might be experiencing. You can first work on those invisible things because those things are what make you, you. Be honest with yourself and if you know you have some disordered patterns in the approach to your diet or patterns that make you unhappy, please do not enter another fat loss phase. It will only hurt you more. Another thing I want to highlight in this section is that you don't have to wait until your problem is big enough for you to start working on it. If this said problem is there and it makes you uncomfortable about nutri- around nutrition or around food, start working on it. Don't wait until it's a big enough for a problem for you to finally admit it. Learning how to approach your diet so it works for you and gives you the required energy to live your life to the fullest and perform better in your personal life, training and also in your career is such a powerful thing and I wish for all of you to experience the potential that correct nutrition has. So we have got to the end of this episode, so I want to summarize eight easy ways that can help you improve your nutrition. Before I do so, I also want to kindly remind you to, again, think about all of them and see how you can incorporate them in your life. We are all unique, so approach this with a very open mind and try to find what works best for you and your life. So, eight points. First, forget restrictions and labeling food as can't eat. Second, focus on adding rather than removing. Third, slow down and enjoy how the food makes you feel and eat without distractions. Fourth, 
Ensure you have two or three bigger and balanced meals in a day. Fifth, have a proper snack instead of 10 almonds. Sixth, have a nutrition-rich foods at home at all times for easier access. Seventh, prioritize quality over quantity. Eighth, you don't always have to be dieting or think about your next fat loss phase. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and if there is anything you want to talk about you can get in touch with me on my Facebook or Instagram which is at strongerwithselvi. You can find links to my socials in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.